We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford. And we join him right now with his message for us today. That all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Sounds a little strange. Verse 4, we were therefore buried. We were buried with him. Well, how are we buried with Christ? You were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Verse 5, if we have been united with him like this in his death, we certainly also will be united with him In his resurrection, I want you to write this down. Baptism is a picture of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's a picture, a photograph, a symbol, a drawing, portraying. Jesus died on a cross like this. And they took him off the cross and they buried him for three days. And then he came out of the grave. So when you're baptized, it's a picture of you there in that water, a dead person. Because you've died to yourself. And we're going to bury you, the old you. Now, we don't hold you underneath there for three days. Some of you, we should. But we just barely get you under, and then we, you, you kind of pop up out of that water, the new you. Now, I'm going to teach you some things. I want you to write this down. The Greek word for baptism is baptizo. And the Greek language, the word baptizo, is a word that means immersion. The Greeks had all these different words to, that were more descriptive than our English words. And so when you, come, when you come to the matter of being baptized, 
the word that they use was baptizo. It's a word that means to fully immerse, not sprinkled. That's a whole different word. I want to ask you this question. Where did sprinkling get started in the church? If the Bible says that we're to immerse people for our baptisms, how did we all get to where we were sprinkling each other? And this is a good question because about a third of this church comes out of Catholic backgrounds. I'll show you. How many of you sitting right here, you or your family comes out of the Catholic church? Raise your hand real high. Leave it up. Leave it up. Now wave your hand so everybody can see. Look at all the people here. Look, look, this is the Catholic church. You thought you were the only one. You know why there's so many Catholics in here today? I, honestly, I, I know all this because I've, I've talked to so many. It's because they love learning what the Word of God has to say. They love hearing the Word of God. It's not because they like bald people. It's not because they like bald people. So if you came out of the Catholic Church, you, you were sprinkled for your baptism. And you started coming to this church and you notice, well, what, what is this dunking? What is this full submersion, immersion stuff going on? This, ne- this nesty plunge, what's going on over here? Well, the reason we baptize by immersion is because of this Greek word that when you read baptism in the Bible, it's not an English word, it's an, a Greek word that means to immerse. So again, how did sprinkling ever get started? You should know the answer to this. Now I've studied it. And I'm going to give you some names so you can study it. Uh, I always say, don't, don't, don't believe what I'm telling you. Study everything that you hear. Write this name down, Novation. Novation, write it down. Novation, like innovation. In the year 251, here's how sprinkling got started, all right? This guy was on his deathbed and had never been baptized And he decided he wants to be baptized. And the doctors tell him, well, if you're baptized, they said, you can't move him. He'll die. If you move him, if you move him here off the bed, he's going to die. And they said, well, he has has to be baptized. He's never been baptized. The doctor said, no, you cannot move him. He will die. So they had to come up with a compromise. And what they did is they decided, they brought in these, these like six big stone vats of water and they surrounded this guy. And they said to him, look, we're going to count to three, and we're going to pour all this water on you. And uh, if, if you get better and survive and you live, you got to get up and be baptized the right way. And he agreed to do so. So they counted to three. One, two, three. And these guys poured all this water on him. About, he almost drowned there on his deathbed. <laughs> and you know what happened? He, he got better. But he never went back and was immersed, and he said it was good enough because they covered me in water. Now, two things happen. These things are natural. This is, you don't need to be a rocket science to figure this out. This is a natural progression of what happened. Number one, the amount of water got less and less. Instead of six vats, let's just pour five vats on them today because Charlie's not here, and, he, and so we don't have six vats anyway. Let's just put five bats on them because who's going to tell the difference between five bats of water and six? No one. So they did five bats, then they did four bats, they did three bats, then two bats, then one bat. Then they did like 12 handfuls, and then they did uh, 
10 sprinkles, and they want two sprinkles, and they finally want one sprinkle. And today, there are some churches that don't even use water anymore. They just use rose petals. It's a natural thing. The second thing that happened, the reason for the emergency got less and less. First, it was a legitimate, this was legitimate. This guy was going to die if they moved him. Let's do this. It was a good thing. Then it was someone who had a, you know, his ankle was hurt. And then it was somebody with a, an elbow that hurt. And next it was somebody with a strained eyelash. <laughs> the reason for the emergency got less and less. And about 500 years go by, this guy named Pope Stephen, you can write it down, Pope Stephen III, if you read his story, he was the Pope, but he was being chased out of the country. He was actually fleeing for his life. And he was, he was in hiding somewhere, and some people found him. And they said to Pope uh, Stephen, they said, hey, can we ask you a question? He said, yes. He said, hey, is it okay for us to sprinkle someone if it's an emergency? And Pope Stephen III, 500 years later, says, well, yeah, okay, it's okay if it's an emergency. And then write this down. There's nowhere in your notes, but write it down. It was Pope Clement V. You can study this. In the year 1311, that legislated, legislated sprinkling for baptism. And so for 1,311 years, that's a long time, every single believer in Jesus Christ was immersed for their baptism except for those who had emergencies. Or necessities. That's the history of sprinkling. So if you're here today and you were sprinkled for your baptism, I want you to know that you are following the doctrine of the Catholic Church when they switched it in the year 1311. And um, this is my opinion as I read the scriptures. You've never been immersed as the Bible teaches. I want, you to, I want you to write this down at the very bottom of page 11. You have to understand that your baptism is a picture of a, it is a picture of a burial. I want to tell you three things about this. Number one, if you were to fall over dead right now, there you went. It's not a very pleasant thought. But if we did your service and we, did, we took you out to the cemetery and you're there in the casket and at the very end of the service they took a little bit of dirt and just sprinkled a couple little pieces of dirt on top of your casket and everybody walked away. I want you to know as your friend, I would say, hey, 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 we got to give this guy a, a proper burial. Oh, no, 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 we put him underneath dirt. I go, first of all, you don't understand, this brother died in my church. And I, I see the little bit of dirt there, but he's not had a proper burial. We need, to bury, we need to bury him. And they would argue with me. They would say, here's exactly what they would say. They would say, well, you're putting too much emphasis on the amount of dirt. And I would say, no, I'm not putting an emphasis on the amount of dirt. I just know the difference between being buried and not buried. And you've not buried this brother, and this brother needs to be buried. And I believe, according as I've studied these scriptures, if you've had a little bit of water sprinkled on top of your head, you've never been buried with Christ in Christian baptism. Now, 
Number two, I want to show you a one-way street. Now, I did not learn this in Bible college. I didn't learn this from anybody. There wasn't some preacher who told me this. I did not read this in a book. God put this street on my heart as I thought about it. It's a one-way street of people who were sprinkled for their baptism. After studying the Bible, they reached a conclusion that they needed to be immersed. That is a one-way street. I have never met in all of my life, as I've traveled the world, I've never met a single person who was ever immersed for their baptism, and after studying the Scriptures, they go, you know what, I need to be sprinkled. (laughs) It's never happened. It's a one-way street. Number three, here's the third thing I want to tell you about this. And this is, this, is, this is going to be helpful. A lot of people who were sprinkled and they, they wrestle, should I be immersed? They're afraid because they don't want to reject their family. And I want you to know that when you're immersed for your baptism, you're not rejecting your family. You just know more than what they knew. My grandfather, this is my grandfather, he was born in the year 1900. So I always know how old he would have been if he was still alive. Do you know when Orville and Wilbur Wright flew the first airplane, what year it was? It was the year 1903. When Orville and Wilbur Wright flew the first airplane in 1903, it was December, the plane took off, it was the first self-propelled plane, It took off, it was in the air for 12 seconds before it crashed. It went 120 feet, which is about the length of this auditorium. That was in the year 1903. 17 years later, in the 1920s, was when commercial airlines took off. I want you to think about that. In the 1920s, there's pictures, I should have showed you one. You can see these planes in 1920, people boarding, people like you and I getting on board planes and flying to different parts of the the United States. In the 1920s, my, my grandfather would have been 20 years old. And when he was 20, he believed that it was wrong to get in an airplane. He believed that if God had intended man to fly, why he would have put wings on our backs like he did the angels and like he did the birds and that god never intended for you and i to get an airplane get up in the air he just felt it was wrong now you think about it because it it all happened when he was uh, 20 now i know today statistically it is safer for me to get on an airplane and fly to new york city than it is for me to walk across the street to starbucks or to drive on the 405. (laughs) And so when I get on board that plane, I'm not rejecting my grandfather. I'm not denying his legacy. I just happen to know more than he knows. And the Bible says we're all going to be held accountable for, for what we know. And so I say this to you in love. If you were sprinkled for your baptism, and that's the only baptism you've ever had, you probably 
need to seriously consider being baptized, baptizo, by full immersion, symboling the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As we close, everybody say, as we close. How many of you learned something today you've never, heard, never learned before? Oh, wait till, you, wait till the next few weeks. Now, in three weeks, if you go to all four of these lessons, take these notes. Again, we're going right outside uh, to be baptized. Make sure you fill this card out if you're interested. I want to talk about the why as we... Why would anybody be baptized? I want you to write this down. Here's the why. Because Christ commands us to be baptized. Because Christ commands us. If you didn't hear a single word I said the last 30 minutes, you need to listen to these next few thoughts. If you go to Matthew 28, which is the very last words of Jesus, these are his last words. He was born. At age 12, we have one story. And then at age 30, he's baptized by John the Baptist. His, his ministry begins. And for three and a half years, he performs miracles, healings, he teaches. Three and a half years go by, and he goes to the cross and he dies. He's in the tomb. He comes out. He's on earth for 40 days. That's five weeks. And then he ascends and he goes back into heaven. And ever since he went up into heaven, we've been waiting for him to come back. Can someone say amen? Amen. Right before he goes, this is after the death, burial, and resurrection, at the end of the 40 days, right before he ascends, he gathers his disciples. These are his last words. He says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Not Dr. Fauci. I know some of you love him. Not to the governor of California. Not to elected politicians. Not even to the Pope in Rome. Jesus said that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. What does that mean? What that means is you better pay attention because what he says goes. And Jesus said, therefore, watch the progression. These are his last words. Here's what I want you to do. Go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then you teach them to obey everything I've ever commanded you. And surely I am with you always 
to the very end of this age. Now, I want you to write these four things down as we get out of here. He said, go, 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 go. We're not supposed to come in here and just sit down. He wants us to go. Now, where does he want us to go? He wants us to go to all nations. He wants us to make disciples of all nations, all people. That means that there is no room for prejudices in the kingdom of God. It means that there can be no racism in the kingdom of God. We have been called, Jesus said, my last words. Listen, I've, I've paid the penalty. I've paid the penalty for your sins. I resurrected to give you everlasting life. Now, here's the marching orders for the church. I want you to go into the whole world. We're supposed to reach the black man. We're supposed to reach the white man. We're supposed to reach the brown man, the yellow man. And if there was a purple man, I want you to go reach the purple man. I'm, I'm still looking for the purple man. We're to go and make disciples of all nations. And as soon as you lead someone to me, he said, here's what I want you to do. Baptizo. Immerse them, baptize them into the name. Not the name of a church. Not to the name of an organization. Not to the name of some religion. But into the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you teach that immersed believer to obey everything I have ever taught you. And then Jesus took off. And we have our marching orders. So why should you get baptized? Oh, It's not because your parents want you to. It's not because your spouse wants you to. And your spouse probably wants you to. It's not because your preacher wants you to. And I will tell you, matter of fact, your preacher wants you to be baptized. But that's not why you're baptized. You're not even baptized. Oh, don't fall over. You're not even baptized because you want to be baptized. Yeah, I think I, I think I studied all this stuff. I think I'm going to be baptized. <laughs> That's not why you get baptized. You don't get baptized because I want you to get baptized. You don't get baptized because your girlfriend wants you to get baptized. You don't get baptized because your parents want you to get baptized. You don't get baptized because the Pope wants you to get baptized. You don't get baptized because uh, Dudley wants you to get baptized. You, you get baptized because Jesus asked you to be baptized. That's why you should get baptized. That's why. There is no other reason. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888 818 4777. 
we have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchored Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchored Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchored Journal today. On Wednesday, January 25th, Shepherd Church presents The Passion Play, a dramatic retelling of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For the first time ever, The Passion Play will air on broadcast television this Easter. On January 25th, Shepherd Church will be doing a live recording that is open to the public. Admission is free. We hope to pack the house as we prepare to present the gospel message. See you January 25th at 7 p.m. for The Passion Play. For more information, visit PassionPlayLive.com. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.